Blog Talk Radio. Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your hostess, Marla Martinson, Matchmaker Life Coach. <clears throat> Whoa, excuse me, Matchmaker and Life Coach, um, author and energy healer. And today, oh my gosh, I have a great show for you. We are going to chat my uh, co-host today, Tony Green. We're going to talk about the pitfalls of crazy chemistry. That's right, ladies. You know when you meet a guy and you are like. Marla, oh my God, I met this guy and I've never, I mean, we looked at each other and I've never had a connection like this before in my life. I mean, I think we must have like, you know, 10 past lives together and he's my soulmate and my twin flame and like, we've got, you know, cleared our karma and now we're going to be together forever, you know, after meeting him one, you know, making eye contact once over, over a cocktail at a party, right? (laughs) Have you done that, you guys? Okay. Yeah. Well, I've probably done it too. So we're going to chat about that, and I'm going to pull a card first um, to get us going. And if you are listening to this at any time, live or recorded, uh, this message is is for you. It's for the collective, so you can take that. And um, all right, so uh, the, the secret spring comes in with success and the maple spirit. This is a beautiful oracle deck. Um, nature oracle deck and we've got generosity so we have success generosity and then transmutation and so it's so interesting thinking about you know when we've got uh, success in our lives we're bringing in money or or um, abundance is coming in you know we always want to be generous we always want to give back we want to think where can we um, where can we give to have money flow because everything has to flow. We can't just keep it stagnant and hoard things. We have to also give, give some back. And so remembering that a generosity of our, our spirit of love of, of caring um, to friends, maybe somebody just needs to, to talk and you can listen anything that you can do um, to be there energetically or be there physically for people in need right now. The world is, is going so Fast and crazy, fast and furious right now, it's, right? You guys, have you um, noticed that? And transmutation, the phoenix rising, there's a lot of trans, transmutation happening. So we want to, you know, step outside and stay outside of that matrix. And and the stag spirit comes in with leadership. And so it's time for us white workers to really step up and lead. Um, there's no time to just slack off right now. And that's what we're called here for. And my, my uh, co-host, with the mostest, Tony Green is a world-renowned psychic medium. She hosts three shows: Create a Life You Love, Healing with Tony, and Psychic Medium Tony G. She um, is on Instagram. She is on uh, TikTok, and uh, she's the author of seven books. And um, 
you can you can check her out and get a private session at www.tonig.info, and it's um, all linked up at back at Blog Talk Radio. But I'm going to bring her on right now so we can talk about the pitfalls of crazy, crazy chemistry. Hey, Tony. Hey, Hey, Marla. How are you? Hello. Great. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. (laughs) We're right in the middle here. Um, Yes, yes. Happy hump day to you, too. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, you know, I would say we've got some topics to chat about and we always, you know, um, since we get a lot of uh, clients who, women who come to us for readings or coaching or intuitive sessions because they're really frustrated. Um, I think this will be happening until, you know, the end of time where women are trying to figure out this this, um, dynamic between these men that we're meeting and relationships that we're in. And so... um, What's your take on this um, crazy chemistry when it, when, do you get that too? Women will say, oh, it was just, you know, I've never felt like this before. And they don't know the person. They could be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Marla? I do. I, I, I hear that. I actually experienced it once where there was, I just like this person, I hadn't even seen their whole body. And I was like, beside myself I don't I don't know what came over me um but I I get it because I've had it happen to me um Mm -hmm. at least once and and sometimes you know depending on what people believe um culturally and um um past life and stuff there's a lot of different theories on this and one of these the theories is um, when you feel that excitement, now pay attention yeah. to this, everybody. Excitement and fear feel the same way in the body. It's just what mm. do you designate your brain to? So when you go on a roller coaster, if you're loving roller coasters, you're going to feel this feeling in your stomach and in your body, but it you'll equate that to a good feeling. But if you don't like roller coasters, it will be pretty much the same feeling, but you won't like it. When you get really nervous or really whatever, that feeling is the the, the same feeling in the stomach and in the brain is the same as when you're excited. I hope I said that the same way. That's a great, great example. Yeah, great example. Absolutely. I have said to so many people, when you feel that, be careful. You might interpret as a feeling of excitement might be your whole central nervous system warning you. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't, don't. Yeah, and, and that's interesting that you said that's well. That's interesting. You said you didn't even see the whole guy's body. It was this floating head no. of of uh, mesmerization. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was just um, this feeling, and I could not shake it. And I thought, like, even though I had warned people, like, not warned people, but said, you know, you want to make sure that this is this but because we feel that and instantly 
we equate it or we say, oh, we, we attach the, uh, we attach a good to it. We automatically think this is the one I've never felt this. Well, what is it? Yes, it could be the one, but it could be the one to come in and teach us the biggest lesson of our life or help us heal things mm-hmm. or look at things within ourselves. But maybe it's not supposed to go to that physical uh, relationship thing. Maybe, or maybe, like I said earlier, maybe it is a warning um, and it's your central nervous system. And then I've watched a couple of uh, therapists say um, on on some videos, I've watched some therapists and coaches, and they say when you get that feeling um, and you're you're so giddy that that is also, it's a feeling of something from your past. And it can be like like a feeling from your childhood and a feeling from um, somebody or a situation in your childhood, whether it was functional or non-functional. And we don't realize that. It's just a comfort feeling because we're in alignment with that feeling and because we've experienced that energy of that person before in this life, but we're not Mm -hmm. instantly connecting to where that feeling came from. And we won't know sometimes for months and or, you know, years down the line if that was like the evil, not evil, but the bad stepdad or mom, or if it was like taking you back through this childhood dynamic that you experienced but never healed. So we have to be very careful when we have that love at first sight feeling. Because it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be the one, but it could be the one for what? To teach us the greatest, you know, don't do this, or or the one that is actually the one. So, yes, yes, that's what, what I say about that. Yeah, and it is, I mean, it is a good, it is fun. It is fun. A few, a few months ago, I, I met, you know, someone somewhere in, in a group, and I, I immediately had some spark. I think we both did. And, and, uh, I had, you know, that giddiness. It felt, I felt like a teenager, you know, again, or something like that. And it was really fun and it didn't end up going anywhere, but it was like, it was fun. You feel like if you're older, you know, like over 50, you know, it's like, well, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, it brings you back to those youthful years because I remember when I was in high school and I was in an English class and there was a kid, this guy, he was on the football team and I loved blondes back then and he was, had blonde hair. His name was Jeff and he would walk, he'd usually walk in late and he sat, his chair was next, you know, desk was next to mine and he would walk in and literally, and this, it has to, you know, it's, it's a chemical, we can't control it. My heart was beating out here. I was 16 years old. My heart was beating out of my chest. I couldn't, I was just like, it's hormones, you know, and it was just like crazy. 
And uh, why him? I mean, it didn't do that with anybody else that I saw. And I didn't really know him yet. I, I did end up dating him for a little bit. And, but it was high school, so, you know, it didn't last a lifetime, you know, lasted whatever, a semester or a, or a school year. But, but, uh, but it didn't it, – and it was um, incredible what, it, what those hormones do to the body, especially in, in those younger years. And so when – if that would happen to me now at this age, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm in high school. And it kind of – it's very a very useful jolt, a jolt of youth a jolt of something kind of nice and fun. But but I have the maturity to know that does not mean that it's a good partner because I know zero about this person, you know, or if they're available. But but it, it, but it is um, intoxicating, isn't it? it it's, it's intoxicating. It is. And yet, Ken, like those feelings can be so overwhelming. Um, and when you put that, title of love to those feelings you reinforce it and then you want it even more um or Mm -hmm. you're more you're convincing yourself more that this is the direction you're supposed to go in and then you really in many cases you really really try to make it work and move Mm -hmm. forward with it and yeah and it's it's we don't feel that very often, female. No. We don't. Like maybe a couple times in our lifetime we might have that feeling. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a very interesting uh, dynamic. It is, yes. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no no uh, rhyme or reason why I look at this guy's in his eyes and I feel like butterflies and like, Oh my God. And then everybody else in the room, there could be a hundred people in the room. There's absolutely nothing. And it, and it's, and you don't, without knowing that person. So it's a, it is a very mysterious uh, thing that happens. And I think when it happens, ladies, I think we should just enjoy it for what it is, but doesn't mean that there are twin flame to go through our whole life together. And then you wanted to talk about Tony also, when we give tight, like this, a soulmate, a twin flame, and how it could be unhealthy to do that because, the, you know, we, I, I'm kind of at this stage getting rid of titles of air. And there's also, you know, everybody's a narcissist and I'm, I'm getting over, I'm, I'm more into what qualities does, does this person have and and are they aligned with me and how do I feel with them? And is this the behavior that I'm okay with uh, boundary wise instead of giving titles? I think we're lately we're uh, in general, we're giving too many uh, uh, naming, you know, titles to things, soulmate, twin flame, narcissist, this, that, yeah. the other. What do you think? So yeah. I agree 1 million percent. So I've always known what a soulmate you know, we've talked about soulmates for so long, and everybody you meet potentially could be a soulmate, male, female, family, friend, whatever they are, your soulmate. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite some time ago, my soulmate, I would say be careful because mm-hmm. your soulmates teach you your toughest lesson sometimes. On the other side, yeah. we sit there and we make our plan, and we have to really love someone to let them kick us in the booty, so to say, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
so so yeah. when we come in we have these people come into our life that we may love and adore or whatever and um yeah they do teach us our toughest lessons so soulmates i believe can be your mom your sister your whomever and yes you have friends that are soulmates and that you have partners that also are soulmates and some of them turn out to be lifelong good partnerships and some of them turn out to be a little tougher and um, not as loving now when you talk Mm -hmm. about twin flames and soulmates and some of the other titles that people give to let's just talk about romantic relationships right now i think it's very unhealthy for for some because if we believe soulmates twin flames or any other title that we give it um this is my life partner and we have the same Mm -hmm. our moons matched and Okay, (laughs) nice. But when we do that, some people will go through very unhealthy, toxic situations because of either that feeling that we discussed in the beginning or a title. So they may say, well, this is my soulmate, so eventually it's going to work out, or this is my twin flames so we're supposed to come together and separate and come together and so that just sounds like a whole lot of dysfunction sweetie and you can do better Mm -hmm. on a dime Mm -hmm. you can throw a quarter Mm -hmm. in a bar and find somebody better than that and i'm not joking (laughs) um no i i am not joking i like that there is yeah yeah thank you there is no relationship (laughs) And I will say this loud, I will say it proud, and do not tell me, you don't understand. Listen, I'm not 18, and I've been through so much in my life. If people knew how much I've been through, I told one person part of my life once, and they're like, how do you not have a needle in your arm shooting age? And I'm like... Mm. That was just, I would never even think of going there. You just move forward and you heal and you heal and you move forward. Mm But here's the thing. If you're in any relationship, take all the titles off because that's like romancing. Mm -hmm. This is my prince. This is my king. This is my, you know, whatever, my ride or die. That's like saying because of this title, I'm going to put up with Whatever comes my way with this person, because in the end, we're going to end up together and have this dynamic story. Mm, That's not how relationships are supposed to be. They're supposed to be somewhat consistently healthy with a few little bumps in the road, not like potholes and bridges out that we're trying to Mm -hmm. navigate. so if somebody is saying something like, oh, it's my twin flame and he he's ghosted me again and off. No, sweetie, that's just a lot of dysfunction. And he's probably, and 
trigger warning here for all those who don't want to hear this. He's probably off with another woman, seeing if it can work with her, knowing you're going to sit there and wait, and then he'll come back to you if it does or does not work out. And this is just the some men and some women today just operate this way. They're out there um, dirty digging, dirty dicking everything in town. Sorry for the dick word. Um, and um, you know, putting their 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 genitals on everything or in everything, and then coming back to what's waiting for them. And if that's the case, you just need to look at things very honestly and realistically. And if we didn't have these titles, what choice would you make? And where in the history of relationships? ever worked out for a healthy functional future mhm yeah excellent so if you if you look at people who have started off dysfunctional it's very rare that that is going to turn into a functional and healthy relationship because at least one of the people, and this is what we break it down to, we take out the titles, we take out the dynamics even of the relationship. This relationship is going to work for a couple of reasons. Either both people want it and they're working toward the same end goal, or they're not. And in some cases, one person really wants it and they're working toward that end goal and the other person is giving them just enough to let them believe or think that they might want that end goal. Now, yeah. when you take yeah, the exactly. of, yeah, and that's a that's a that's a really big thing right now. That's a really really big thing, and we have all these new titles of breadcrumbing and um, ghosting and all these things that. What it really is, is either somebody's in the relationship full on or they're not. Or they're not. Right. Now, I want to I wanna say this to everybody who's in a relationship with somebody who's not consistent or I want you to change it from relationship. And, and trust me, you may not like this when I say it, but if you have that light bulb moment and this gives you that final epiphany, of whether this relationship is healthy or unhealthy, then please use it to your advantage. If we take the situation you're in, and let's just say it's been a little dysfunctional. If you changed it from personal relationship to business relationship, and you hired this person to do the job of being your boyfriend, how quickly would you have fired them if you had to pay them to do that job or girlfriend or whatever it is? If they were, and I'm using right now the term hired to be your boyfriend because when we look at that, we're going to say, okay, if they're my boyfriend, these are all the things that are normal boyfriend or partner, let's call it boyfriend because 
I mean, partner, because boyfriend sounds so juvenile. And I don't want to only say this is women with men. It's also men with women. And you were paying somebody or had somebody be your partner. You have certain expectations of a partner, Mm -hmm. of a relationship. Now, if somebody's not fulfilling those expectations, we would fire them if this is their job. But because we take emotions in there, then we just keep putting up with it, hoping they're changed. Now, let me take relationship completely out and say you own a business and you have an employee and the way your partner is behaving and showing up is the way your employee is behaving and showing up. If you keep them at your business, they will destroy your business. Your business will not be mm-hmm. as profitable. Eventually, your business is going to suffer because this person that you're bringing in and giving every benefit to doesn't care about your personal business yeah. the way you need them to, the way you want them to. And because they don't care about it, you put so much of your emotion into it, you're going to start believing the way they're treating you. And you're going to now start to diminish your business or have less self-esteem because you, my beautiful, beautiful person, are a business. Your entity, your being is your business. And when you're letting somebody come in and either use and abuse or or just give very little and take so much from your business, it is diminishing. It's like somebody coming in and looting you. It's like mm. somebody looting you or stealing product from your storefront because they're taking your time without giving back a future, which you're planning on. They are uh, taking your, whatever your essence is. And because they are not showing up genuine, turning to you love and time and integrity and character, you are thinking that you are not worthy. And if you knew you were worthy, you would have never put up with this. You would have never let them in in the first place. You would have never Mm -hmm. let them in. Now, I'm going to tell you the one question. It it is a worthiness. Now, here's when you're dating a man, and Marla, when women come to me, and this is for men too. I'm going to say this for women and for men, and I'm going to try to remember to use the term partner. When you're dating somebody in the very beginning, don't go on this date like it's for you. Imagine somebody that you love and care about so much that you only want the absolute best for them. For me, that would be one of my nieces or Mm my, my, if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this guy for me, I might be like not quite as serious or like whatever, you know, but if I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm interviewing and that's what dates are. Dates are supposed to be interviews, not pick me, pick me, pick me. Oh, does he like me? Does he want me? Although that's how we go into it. If I'm sitting there interviewing this guy or woman for the person I love the most to see if 
if the person in front of me is good enough for either one of my nieces, my sister, whomever it is that I, I adore, that's going to look completely different than if I'm just having dinner with somebody trying to figure out if he likes me and wants to take me on another date. Okay, that's let me gold, repeat that. Tony, that's gold. Let, that's yeah, gold. Right? Oh, that's so, so good. So when people come to me and they've been dating somebody for a while and they're like, oh, is this the person that I, and I'll look at them and I know they're going to start crying and I know they are because the truth is about to hit them like a ton of bricks. If you are already in a relationship, you can do this. If you're starting one, if you sit down and you, if I, if somebody comes to me and they say, is he, is this person, whatever, and I'll, I'll tell them a few cares about the person. They'll say, yeah, you're right. I'll say, okay, listen, let me just say it to, to you this way. Think of the person you love the most. Would you let that person date the person you're with and the tears just come out? And they're mm. like, no. And I'm yeah. like, then why? Why do you think you yeah. don't deserve as much as they do? And what comes out inevitably is what, like, once you reach a certain age, there just aren't as many men and they're just, you know, or women and we think, well, this is this is kind of, no, it's not what's left. That's what we your have frequency is bringing in, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what your frequency is bringing in because again, uh, you, you believe that, or that's how you feel about yourself, or this is what you've experienced in the past. But just hold out and and turn into that. I hate to say this, turn into that person that people often refer to as um, that person that I'm going to say doesn't settle for anything that they want and comes another one, Marla, and I'm going to dream this from the rooftop. Marla, you are an extremely successful woman. You have mm-hmm. an amazing matchmaking business, and you have a partner, so you know how to be a partner with somebody functionally and healthfully. You have your healing business, and you've done a tremendous amount of work on yourself. You also do um, readings. I have, uh, you're an author of so many books. I have my business. I've authored seven books. I'm working on number eight. I have, um, I do hypnosis. I've done a tremendous amount of work on myself and I've, I've worked with other people to also heal myself. And here's what I'm going to say. If I can pay my bills and save a little money and you can pay your bills and save a little money and we have a successful business and we are happy on our own, I'm happy on my own. I'm, I'm, I'm single. I'm very happy. I don't sit here and feel lonely about it. I'm not wondering why, why don't I have somebody? Jesus, no, God, no. Um, (laughs) Oh my God, no, what do you want? Oh, thank God none of these guys want me because, you know, there's a certain way that I am and I'm very realistic about myself. And then uh, this is what I look at. And I want to I want to branch this into a couple of things. The first thing I look at is if I'm at a level eight on my own, one through ten, I'm on a level eight happiness. Financially, I'm doing okay. 
Um, Marla, you're on at least a level eight. Your business is good. Your money is decent. Mm -hmm. You're happy. You're out doing things with friends. We get to travel if we want, when we want, how we want, where we want. Um, We're in control of our lives, and we're not lacking. Um, Right. Now, if if we're going to bring somebody into our life, the, the beginning dating series or entrance interview, and again, like a business, you're not just going to bring somebody into your business and not know their background, not know, you know, in order for somebody to work freaking at McDonald's, that's 16 years old, you need their whole life history. But we're going to mm-hmm. let somebody, you know, possibly, you know, get down, make love with us, and we know nothing about them. They can hide all these right. things. about. No, do those background checks. Get on, in, yeah. in my city, it's called CCAP. Do all the background checks on them. Scope their media, their social media, like nobody's business. If they have it, check it out. And here's what I'm going to tell to you. Their top friends on social media, go to their pages and see what they're saying about them. Yeah. I don't care. And you know what I see? I find I've seen guys, uh, you know, you look at their social media page and all they have are beautiful women on their friends list. That's it. So, yeah, that's a red flag for me because they're just friending all these women. It's it's yep. uh, I think it's a, a issue. Yeah, one hundred percent. See that one percent. Yeah. So what I, I would love say it. is, I, yeah, yeah, when you are, you know, in this position that you're at an eight, Marla. I'm at an eight, and I'm giving you a number. You might say, no, I'm at a one out of ten. I'm at a 12, Tony. That's awesome. Here's the, mm-hmm. the thing. Here's what I'm going to say that is so vitally important. When somebody comes into your life, male or female, you're at an eight, and I'm just using eight as a as a good number, Whether it's a week, a month, a year in, if your number declines, jump ship. Mm -hmm. Because if you can do better on your own, don't worry about another person coming in. Get back on your own and get back to where you are supposed to be. So if you bring somebody into your life and your business, or your work starts to uh, be compromised, your friendship group starts to be compromised, or you're just not happy because of certain things they say and or do. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of their behavior, like, oh, that's not a very big deal. No, that's not a big deal to you, and that's why you have the person you have. It's a big deal to me, and if I can do better on my own, I'm going to be on my own. And I, for one, know there are really, really, really good men out here. There are superb men out here. There are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I, I so, wanted to share. I wanted to share. Yeah. yeah. Talking about superb, superb men. So um, I follow on Instagram, I follow Paulina, Paulina Porsikova. Uh, you know, her, you know, Perlina Porsikov, she was uh, a top, you know, a, a supermodel in the eight, eight, 90, 80s and 90s. She was married to Rick Ocasek of the Cars, remember her? So now she's in her um, late 50s and uh, just 
still stunning, you know, but she talks about age and ageism and how, you know, all of this stuff. And, and she was, I think, kind of separated uh, from Rick Ocasek when he died, but they were still very close and it was just devastating for her. And so she was out there single now, you know, at this age. And recently she met someone and I've just been, it's been so delightful to follow this um, amazing connection that she's made with this man. And she posts pictures of them together and and traveling. And she wrote this post, uh, I think yesterday or the other day, and I just want to read it. And it's these, there's two pictures, there's two pictures posted of them just looking happy as clams together, sitting on a park bench. Just, it's so cute. And she says, we hold each other all night, tightly interwoven, clutching one another, not like drowning people, but like two people who can't believe their luck. We both wake during the night and snuggle in closer, overwhelmed by gratitude that the other exists and that we met. We wish we had met earlier, much earlier. We talk about scenarios when we meet as 18 and 19 or in our 30s, but when we unravel these wistful thoughts, we find we met exactly at the right time because time is what has made us perfect for one another right now. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. Yeah. Oh my, so insightful. So yeah. insightful. Yeah. Totally love that, Marla. Because so, we, because some women will say, oh my God, I'm getting older. Oh my God, I haven't met anybody. Oh my God, you know, and, um, this is interesting too. She spoke. So there's a picture of her with his name is Jeff and they're just, you know, hugging each other, standing outside. And she says, so they're, yeah, they're, they're intertwined. His arms are around her. They're just standing there smiling, hugging. And she says, when I showed my girlfriends this photo, one of them said, I have never seen you looking like this, this expression. She has been my friend for over a decade and seen me through the good and the bad of, all, of it all. She pondered the photo for a little while and then said, It's love with abandoned, no sharp edges, no armor. Perhaps it's because Mm -hmm. Jeff and I spoke for hours and hours before we even met. Perhaps it's because we spilled our vulnerabilities right off the top. Perhaps it's because he listened to me like no man ever has, because it's certainly true. Love with abandoned, abandoned. So I think that's beautiful too. And, And I'll find that for me, if you can, if a man's not won't listen, see men don't men, women tend to talk a lot more than men, and it's it it could be a challenge for a man to to really sit there and and listen. But when you find one that that uh, is listening to what you say, isn't that so uh, exciting? <laughs> what do you feel yes. about that, Tony? I I would agree, and there's yeah. uh, Marla. We could talk for hours. We could do literally a twenty hours straight show about relationships. <laughs> a marathon. But I know. I wa- I want to say this. So you know, two young girls. Uh, last weekend was my niece's wedding, and two of the younger girls in their early twenties were talking, and one of the girls said, "Oh, he he never talks, and he never." He's just, and the other girl right away made an excuse for him and said, well, maybe he's just shy. Girls, stop freaking doing that. Three reasons why. Number one, if your friend is saying something, it's an issue to her and say, okay, well, then you know this bothers you. Don't make mm-hmm. excuses for the other person. Say, 
You know this bothers you, and you are what you're really saying. You're not saying he doesn't talk. What you're saying is there's not healthy communication between us. But your way of expressing that is he doesn't talk. Uh, he never. Yeah. We don't have conversations. And one of the things I said to her is, can he communicate with other people when he's around his guy friends or his family? Do you see him communicate? Mm-hmm. Which is something people don't. Are they just this way with me, or? Here's a better one. If he's talking about something he loves, how long can he go on about it? And how much can he listen to about it? So men can mm-hmm. communicate. Men can. If, if you take one of um, somebody who loves music, Marla, they can communicate about mm-hmm. music for hours, hours and hours or about the book they're writing, hours and hours and hours, or about um, – yeah their company and their product, and they can communicate about that. So you need to find a person who, like like this person, this model, found this guy, I think you said his name is Jeff. Jeff, yeah, Paulina and Jeff. Paulina and Jeff, they truly have an interest in each other and are willing to communicate and talk with each other because they care about what, is going on in each other's lives, and they want to know. They both want to know. Yeah, that's that's the key. They want to know. They want to know. It is. And another thing is, you know, even though she posted those good things, everybody don't get caught up in a little post because relationships, I don't care what anybody says. When I say this, relationships can be work. There are many good experiences, but there are also things that you have to work through as a couple because it's very rare that two people will come together and just be in like Flynn and have everything fit and they never have anything that the other person is uncomfortable with. Um, But it is a matter of working through that because getting to the other side is more important than getting your way. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Tony, this has been an amazing conversation, and we are going to continue it because, um, like you said, we could go on for 20 hours. Um, ladies, if you want coaching, uh, you can go to my website, www.marlamartinson.com. I do boundary coaching, worthy coaching, uh, relationship, new relationship blueprint, one-to-one um, readings. Uh, if you want to be in my matchmaking database, contact me. Everything's there. And um, I've got a new um, group coaching program that I'll roll out for the fall. So you can get on my newsletter at my website, and then you can keep in uh, touch with all of that. And Tony, uh, go ahead and share what you've got going on if people want to work with you. Uh, well, you can um, go to my website and we can connect for readings or hypnosis or healings um, every Monday at noon and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I do a call-in show where you can call in and ask questions about love, life, career, finances, or connect with a loved one on the other side. You can watch that on YouTube or um, you can actually go to blog talk and uh, do the um, call in number 
And uh, yeah, I think that Marla, that's 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 all I can think of right now. I, all right. I, also, I know there's more, but I can't think of it. Hey, you've got you uh, people. You've got two Gemini's here, so you know there's there's always more. I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah, here. So true, so true, right. so very true. Oh love. my God, we're all over the place. Oh my all right, thanks everybody. I'm sending everybody much love. Thanks, Tony. I love you. Bye. I love you too. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. For more inspiration and to stay connected, find me on Instagram at The Mystical Matchmaker or my website, MarlaMartinson.com. Much, much love and hope you have a mystical, magical day.